0: This is the N to Z of Film, with Andy and Rajiv.
1: Welcome to the N to Z of Film. I'm your co-host, Andy James. And I'm your other co-host, Rajiv Mifro. And welcome to a very special episode of the N to Z of Film. Uh, it's our end of 2016 wrap-up spectacular thing. That's right, and we're recording it on the first
0: day of 2017!
1: Yes, so it's an actual wrap-up of 2016, not like those other lame lists that come out before the end of the actual year, so... Yeah, yeah, are
0: of movies that came out before Boxing Day, and like, Moana opened on Boxing Day, what's up with that? It's ridiculous.
1: Anyway, so uh, the way it's going to run, uh, very loosely, what a surprise for this podcast, uh, is we're going to talk, we're going to list very briefly uh, the films that have been notable to us throughout the year, cinema releases... And then we're going to each take uh, five films from those lists and talk about them a little bit more. That's right. So
0: I'll do my list first, or do you want to do...
1: Well, I'll do my list first, shall I? Go. Yes, good. It's your idea. So, So, yeah, good. Um, Yeah, so it's uh, been another interesting year for me to watch films in the cinema because I've been living in the Cayman Islands, and they have the one cinema... Even the Cayman
0: has one cinema. Oh, Just it's, the one. It's, okay. it's a multiplex.
1: It's a multiplex, so it's got six it. as opposed to Raro's two. Uh, we should also note that we're actually recording this in the same room. Amazing! With the same microphone, <laughs> Which even.
0: Which we haven't done since season
1: one. Yeah! <laughs> so it's a very special episode. <laughs> Alright, so here we... Uh, without wasting any more nonsense, uh, here's my uh, films of 2016. So, my... Favourite experience in the cinema, or best film to watch with a crowd... Oh, are we doing this? Well, this is how I've done it. Okay, good. You don't have to do it like this. Cool. However you want. Okay. Can I name the film now? Okay. Bad Black. Favourite blockbuster of the year, Star Trek Beyond. Favourite New Zealand film, which was also the first New Zealand film I've managed to see in a cinema in three years, (laughs) which is annoying because the last three years has actually been really good for New Zealand film, uh, was Hunt for the Wilder People.
0: My favourite comedy... Which which, which was number one from
1: Empire? Yes, it's been on a lot of of end-of-year lists, which is awesome. Well done. Uh, Favourite comedy was The Nice Guys, with an honourable mention to the new Ghostbusters. Favourite film that would be an uncomfortable watch with your parents, The Handmaiden. (laughs) My favourite sci-fi was Arrival. Favourite monster movie was Colossal. My favourite revival or classic film was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, My favourite family film was a tie between the BFG and Pete's Dragon. My favourite animated was Nova Seed, and my favourite greasy movie was The Greasy Strangler. My favourite noir or western was Hell or High Water, and my favourite Verhoeven was
0: Elle. That's an amazing list. I knew all of those films except for your animated movie. I have no idea what that is, so maybe we can talk about that at a later date. Yeah,
1: so a couple of those are from Fantastic Fest, which I was lucky enough to get to uh, this year again, so we can talk a little bit more about them
0: later on. Okay, so I didn't do that, because uh, Andy organised this a couple of days ago and said, what are you, who, your top ten list? And I was like, okay, I'll do that. So here I, I've done a top ten, and then I've done my next ten. Oh, so- I like it. <laughs> so my top ten are, in no particular order, because I really hate doing that, um, is, but I could have done what you did, which was good, so that's, that's not important. That's how order. I got away yeah, with yeah, it, yeah. 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 Uh, Swiss Army Man, Green Room, uh, Mahana, Hell or High Water, Tickled... The Handmaiden, Moana, Arrival, Hail Caesar, and a late entry, Dungal, a Bollywood film that I saw recently. Right,
1: at least half of that list were films that I wanted to see <laughs> but could not because they weren't showing. And
0: that is a bugger when you live uh, in the middle of nowhere. Yep. <laughs> it's uh, so... And the next ten are Star Trek Beyond, which I would probably say is the best blockbuster I saw all year. Um, the Nice Guys, Hunt for the of People, Rogue One, which is contentious uh l uh, high rise bridge of spies which i think i saw this year i can't remember oh yeah i put it on the we list said, anyway yeah. uh, it may have been earlier in the year i don't keep i don't keep as detailed a list as you do i think um uh civil war um and uh johnny guitar which was my repertory my what do you call that oh, no, a revival kind revival of, film yeah. that's right johnny guitar so that's good so i could have k- kind of done a list like you but i didn't so what are the five films you want to talk about? Well, shall I very quickly talk about the Fantastic Fest ones? Okay, you're sure. Yeah, just
1: um, to give everyone else a little bit more info on them, so it's not just a podcast for me. Uh, so, off from that list, the films that I saw at Fantastic Fest uh, were Bad Black, uh, The hand. Well, Handmaiden has sort of come into wider release. So the films from Fantastic Fest that haven't, Bad Black, Colossal. Nova Seed and I think The Greasy Strangler but that's kind of that had a festival screening here didn't it
0: in New Zealand yeah, yeah. And, and people kind of know what it is because yeah. it's got a, sort of some, some sort of celebrity endorsement behind it Elijah Wood and all that sort of stuff
1: yeah so there we go so uh, Nova Seed was an animated film played Fantastic Fest it was a bonkers sci-fi uh, creation about a lion man that awesome. <sighs> uh, was a gladiator and then sort of became a hero thing it was done by one guy the entire production oh, wow. so i think they said he got a little bit of help with some of the post-production in the sound department and such but otherwise it was just him he uh, literally bled for his art <laughs> uh so he yeah it's an epic piece of creation so, so it's his kind blood
0: of, is in the ink of the animation
1: well i don't know about that okay. but he <laughs> apparently completely <laughs> His hands. Oh, right. Uh, it's hand-drawn. Hand-drawn animation. What country? What, what is this? Uh, oh, Thank gosh. It's, there's not really a lot in the way of dialogue. Ooh. because So it's just... That's cool. Yeah. It's bizarre and great and kind of a one-of-a-kind of experience. And then Bad Black. I, I wonder how I can possibly see this film. I will have
0: I to have look no idea. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, with Bad Black, there is currently no way to see it either.
0: Is that not just on the YouTube?
1: No. So mm. Bad Black is the latest from uh, Wakaliwood, which, if you don't know already, is great cinema coming out of the slums of uganda uh they kind of got a bit of publicity a couple of years ago with a film who killed captain alex which is on youtube and i would thoroughly recommend you get together with a bunch of mates and watch it Um, bad black one of a kind experience with a crowd Um, the way they do their films they're no budget the guns and everything is pieced together with just junk basically Wasn't... uh the way it is they have like a vj narrating the action as it happens and making fun of it as it goes it's
0: because that because that's a holdover from a regular ugandan cinema right?
1: yeah well so apparently um they would bring hollywood films and show them in like their little sort of i guess they called them tin check cinemas because there's it's just a bunch of people watching a film inside a hut yeah, really, and they had and there's because there's no it was, official subtitles or anything. No, because there's no subtitles or anything. They would have a video jockey awesome. who would narrate and sort of give the crowd uh, an idea as to what was going on. But the video jockey was also watching it for the first time. That's awesome. So, and then now, uh, video jockeys or video jokesters. Uh, some of them
0: are sort of minor celebrities. Yeah, and yeah. So they are. Yeah, they yeah, kind so of. So they look loca- at the people are hunting out that film that's being video. That's being done by. But it's, but it's always live. in in Uganda
1: always live in Uganda but because it's so to bring the experience sort of to a wider audience I guess they've just put him on
0: so you didn't you didn't have a guy in the audience no 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 No. that would have been Phenomenal, but it's still a little bit weird because you're you're watching a movie and then there's a dude there's saying, a dude oh, isn't "This is weird it. and funny." Yeah, like, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> like... but and also it has, 100% the line of the year, which oh. I won't spoil because you need to see it when you can Whenever,
0: whenever we can somehow see it. Whenever you can
1: somehow see it, <laughs> i subscribe to the Wakaliwood uh, channel on YouTube, and when it right. becomes available, sure, maybe then you can even go if you Goog- Google Wakaliwood, you should be brought to Watch Wakaliwood. Um, where they have a little bit of information about their next film and you can even arrange to be in their next film as a victim of Ebola.
0: So, I, think, I believe it was Super Ebola.
1: Super Ebola. Super Ebola, yeah.
0: Would you Would you part of that? And uh, so, do- yeah, so
1: in our screening, they <laughs> they had one of the guys over, uh, an American guy who's gone, who went over to help them out, and he was there with Bad Black and uh, sort of directed the audience... In a scene of all of us being shot by commandos, <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be something else. You might, you might
0: be in the next one. Uh, very I very well might that's be. Awesome.
1: Um, <laughs> the other one, the other one from from, Fasti- from Fantastic Fest to talk about would be Colossal, which is Nacho Vigalondo's new film. Did that that didn't play no. festival hit? No, it, no well, I, I think, think it was it world premiere at Fantastic Fest. I think so. That is one to definitely keep your eyes open for this
0: year I mean he's he's the time crimes guy so he's always got a, a yeah. pass in my book
1: and this is uh, it's a monster movie with Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis and it's hilarious and heartfelt and emotional and says a lot about the world right now in a very uh, in a way you can kind of only get away with with a genre film like this
0: with a giant a giant monster? With, yeah, with a giant monster and a giant robot. A giant robot and a giant yeah. monster. Oh, it's good. There you go. Not <laughs> a Because well, he made, um, before that, he made the UFO one, right?
1: Like, yeah, uh, UFO one that was also a romantic comedy. It, yeah, was a, yeah. it was an alien invasion film where you never saw the aliens because yeah, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. trapped, because the characters were trapped in one apartment. So On a date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go. So that's, that's the Fantastic Fest films. Very quickly out of the way. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Star Trek Beyond. Mm-hmm. Because that was my favourite blockbuster in a year uh, where I feel the blockbusters at the cinema have been a bit uh, rubbish.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, really? I mean, we've talked about this a lot. Yeah, and, but I think I think um, I think the world is in agreement with you. I think I've read a lot of think pieces online that are like you know, it hasn't been a big a good year for big films. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like it's been a good year, like like all years are often good years for small films, but like no one has been too impressed by the big films. I mean, Star Trek beyond, as you may know in this podcast, I'm a massive Star Trek nerd. Like
1: Whereas basically. I'm kind of. Meh.
0: Like Star, Trek Generally. My, Star Trek's my my jam. Like growing up, Andrew was always a Star Wars guy, and yep. I was always a Star Trek guy because I'm like, there's no magic in sci-fi. What's wow, we've totally
1: like we've totally come around on this. I'm more I'm liking the Star Trek more. You're liking the Star Wars more. What's kind going of. on?
0: I, I think 2016.
1: 2016.
0: No, I mean, Beyond's still better than Rogue One. Like I like Rogue One more, much more than you did. But yeah, Beyond, it was okay. Beyond is um. See, I would. Th- I, we will talking about Rogue One later, but Beyond is like out of the three reboot reboot quill whatever films. the the yeah, JJ film. the films were, when they when they were first announced I'm like we don't need these why Why just make new Star Trek is an infinite universe there's so many starships just yep. make another ship but you know I, I was I was impressed with the first one the second was, was pants and rubbish rubbish <laughs> with, 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 but hey, suffer from that JJ problem where like exciting set pieces and you're like oh this is cool but then nothing coheses into a whole yep. I find that with every single one of his films um uh, but beyond like out of all of them is the most Star trek but it's still pretty Star trek light. I mean it's
1: still yeah there's it's <laughs> it's de- definitely the best of the n- new Trek stuff yeah. and it does have its problems like Kral the villain uh, could have done with a little bit more I don't know work in the script stage or a little bit more uh, maybe there's stuff that was shot and it was, has been cut out just for time but just needed a little bit more with him I think to kind of really Push it over that edge, maybe even a slight change with the end as to how it all went down. Which
0: I'm sure, when you watch it, you're like, I'm sure that he was he was coming round. Like at the end there, where he's like, yeah, you think he's gonna sacrifice? He's like, I oh, I realize he's what gonna sacrifice is. himself yeah, for the yeah, federation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they they went the other way just to make it real simple and like he's a bad guy. And I think yeah. it would it would have been much more trick if he'd come around and be like, oh, I understand. Like J- James D. Kurt you've talked to me in like <laughs> it's a classic like talk you're still talking yeah, to a yeah, bad yeah, guy yeah. sort of dealio. And that didn't happen. I was like, I'm watching it, I was going, oh, and it didn't happen. I was like, it's weird. It's more
1: for the typical action movie <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um, but it, it gave me one of the very rare uh, rousing moments for a blockbuster this mm-hmm. year. Which um, one? Which is when <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely when they're blasting that. The alien fleet with sabotage. Yeah, yeah that's quite, uh, quite a good moment. Phenomenal. 100% behind that. It's I goofy. It's hard. Comedians called that
0: reincorporation. It was good.
1: Right. From the yep. first movie. Yep. Yeah, here? exactly. It was a callback. Great. Also,
0: for the nerds out there that know this, you know, the sabotage thing with James T. Kirk, not being able to say sabotage properly. I mean, William Shatner, because of his Canadian accent. Really? It's a thing. Ah. You can look it up online. There's I like had no idea. outtakes of saying. Sabotage. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's. Uh, that's Star Trek Beyond <laughs> yeah I mean it, it, it has those problems like even at the beginning where it's kind of like um, where they're talking about this they end up being like cute teddy bear creatures sort of things, or oh, dog like creatures yeah that were a little, a little smaller, I mean, it was fun, than... funny I enjoyed it at the, at the time in the movie I was like oh that's funny then later I was like oh, it's kind of lame yeah. isn't it <laughs> it's kind of a lame, lame thing to do for Star Trek Um, totally disregarded the fact that Um, Bones cured death in the second film. Because you have to because that
1: was a dumb plot element because fuck Into Darkness.
0: It's a terrible film. (laughs) surgeon general of the universe. Um, Alright. Good film. I enjoyed it. Fun times. Yes. And so uh, that
1: actually leads nicely into the next film I wanted to talk about which was The Nice Guys. Oh yeah. Because that came out in the summer in the blockbuster season or in the northern hemisphere summer I should say. Um, And was before or Cutting out Star Trek Beyond, it was a rare bright spot in that season of films. Never going um, to be a blockbuster. Though. It was never going to be a blockbuster, but it was. Even it's. I. I. I would prefer to watch that probably over Star Trek Beyond again. Just I. I loved it. One hundred percent, front to back. Yeah, it's funny.
0: Like I, I. I hate being that old guy. Like we don't make movies like that anymore. But I think we don't. Like, but but you know, like we used to make movies like that, and there would be blockbusters, right? But now when you would make be, a yeah, I mean, that you don't Yeah, make.
1: you look back to like Lethal Weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that sort of thing, and it's uh, and I loved Skeevy Ryan Gosling, <laughs> and I love Thug uh, Russell Crowe.
0: <laughs> my, my wife is like not you know she's not a big fan of Russell Crowe. She's like this is this was good. This is a good performance in Russell Crowe. Yeah, like, yeah, it's great. Russell Crowe was the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, just it's Shane Black. That's kind of all you need to say. She, it does it? no wrong. I haven't seen it I've never seen a Shane Black film I didn't like yeah um, and I felt it was it was slept on a lot uh, it didn't seem to do too well at the box office which is I mean not the be all and end all metric but
0: people should have really got out and see this small period piece crime action film I mean it's not it's not a big set piece film so that's it's never going to have those numbers but I don't know uh, maybe the marketing wasn't right. I don't know I, I really I have felt no like it didn't well. work, but it should have it should have been one of the biggest films of the year uh, yeah. I mean, there was especially all those people that complain, like oh people that complain about like we don't make R rated films, we don't make this, we don't make that. I'm like, there's one right there. Go is and watch there? it. <laughs> damn <DM laughs> fools Don't <laughs> yeah, wait yeah. to download
1: it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. I don't not too sure how much more I wanted to say about that. Just I wanted to talk quite, about the nice guys more. It was a really and great film.
0: It is probably like if if I had to rank films out of just pure enjoyment that would be top. Like, it's kind of one of my things. Like, I like that sort of movie more than other things. It's not worthy or anything like that, but it's just a fun time. But that's the thing, though, is that it's enjoyable,
1: but it's also incredibly well made, and it's got some great characters and great character, and they go through change. Yeah. And so it's a really difficult balancing act to pull off, and I think The Nice Guys absolutely does it. And it's got Keith David in it, so oh yeah actually yes of course god how could I mis- <laughs> Keith David yeah uh, it's already number one film <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith David in a cinema role so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also then I'd love to talk about The Handmaiden just brilliant yeah, I think if I was ranking these that between The Handmaiden and Arrival maybe Gorsal no The Handmaiden would probably be my number one film of the year I am a sucker for Park Chan-wook uh, Another guy was, that's never made a bad film. Yeah, I haven't, still haven't managed to see Stoker. It's kind of. Great. One of those ones that just uh, I missed somehow. But The Handmaiden was just about perfection, I think, in terms of cinema. Yeah. Um, it it's, was. It's all bases. <laughs> yeah, intricate, uh, beautiful, sexy as all get out, <laughs> hilarious.
0: Um, gross. Very uncomfortable to watch with your parents.
1: <laughs> very uncomfortable to watch with your parents, which I haven't done and I'm not gonna. But...
0: <laughs> it's always on my list. Like, how would I judge this if I watch this as mum and dad?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was... And it, um... Out of... So... It's been a tough year with... Uh, because with the Caymans, we didn't get <clears throat> a lot of films. So we didn't get a lot of these smaller films that have... Uh, had more of an impact, so we only had the blockbusters. Where would you see Handmaiden? So Handmaiden I saw at Fantastic Fest. Right. So in terms of an overall year of cinema, it was a bit meh. But is you
0: for the last three years. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> I think this year in particular, because the blockbusters have been so bad, and that was generally all I had access to, going to Fantastic Fest and the Handmaiden especially really energised me cinematically
0: it's hard for me, me to judge that, that blockbuster thing I'd I like to go I need to do to, to do much preparation for this podcast to go back and actually have a look at the blockbusters that I did see and also the ones that were released that I didn't bother going seeing because I do not want to like ID4 and all that sort of stuff and to yeah, see a lot if, of them it look like any, if it is just look like trash I don't know if it actually is if there's a metric to see if it is worse than previous years or is it just the same and we're just getting older
1: no no I think well like you said
0: uh, it's general consensus has been it's a
1: was a pretty bad year for blockbusters yeah, I guess so so yeah. <laughs> uh, I just can't
0: I'm just trying to think of the ones that I did see I can only think of Star, Star Trek and Rogue One and is that it? The, is it? Oh, well oh, Civil War, I like Civil War but you know
1: and then of course um, everyone's favourite films to shit on Batman v Superman and oh, Suicide Squad
0: I completely like literally completely forgot that they existed yeah. <laughs>
1: oh man <laughs> uh yeah Batman v Superman uh and I don't like awful. shitting on
0: things I don't like shitting on things
1: no neither do I <laughs> but I feel like Batman v Superman um we went and saw that and it ruined our day <laughs> and it may very well have actually spoiled Civil War a bit for me
0: <laughs> we're gonna get
1: hate mail from all the the Batman uh, v Superman guys oh wow them <laughs> sad little monsters um <laughs> Yeah, because by the time Civil War came around, I was like, actually, I don't want heroes to beat each other up. I want them to <laughs> save the day and yeah, yeah, yeah. beat the bad guy. Yeah. And I mean, even though Civil War that that airport scene was That's fantastic, it's pretty kind good. of a great culmination of superhero cinema until now. But I just <clears throat>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, I mean, I made and I'm a big Cap fan. I'm, I mean, I love that film because I'm introduced the Black Panther in a, such a perfect way. And he's like, the Black Panther is like one of my favorite characters of all time. He's the boss. Um, so I was very excited about that. But it's interesting, like, I made the most benign of comments about Batman vs. Superman just being, you know, not not really my cup of tea. I didn't, I didn't dump on or anything. But, you know, I got a few got a few responses from guys that are like real defensive. But the number, oh, of, hey. the number of pieces that I read are by, by Batman vs. Superman fanboys that are just like, and I feel bad because it's mainly boys. Um, and they're like, not, not only is it good, but like they they're label it as the best film they've ever seen. I'm just like... I, I'm, that's I'm an confused. incorrect opinion. <laughs> I was just like, you, maybe I you mean, haven't seen enough films. It's fine if you like it, but that's, that's big, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> it, look,
1: let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> okay, okay, I don't okay. want to waste any more time on it. Um, okay. Suicide Squad, I thought, was interesting. Suicide Squad had more had potential to uh, be not bad, but then it was really bad.
0: <laughs> shame. Is, they had the potential to be not bad, but then it was really bad. Yeah, I just want to make note. Cause I want to state this publicly. Like, all the people out there that watched Suicide Squad and don't take note of behind the scenes things like directors, it's fine. But if you look at someone like David Ayer, who kind of, I kind of like, even though his films are full of weird masculine bullshit. Uh, there's no way that's that what he does like, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's no way that someone like David Ayers is making a film that's light and funny. Like you know, the thing like we gotta make no. it more like Deadpool like, but you've got a film made by David Ayers. Like, how do you how do you possibly make that more like Deadpool? I don't know. This seems crazy to me. But anyway, this is beside the point. Just, yeah, not good films.
1: Not good films at all. But what was a really good film was my favourite monster movie, was Colossal. So we kind of briefly talked about this um yeah. before. Uh you got more to say about it. Ah, oh, damn it. I don't really, because I just, I want to, I want to, it's a film that I would love to talk about more, but I also don't want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Is
0: it one of those films that there are reveals that, that kind
1: uh, of... Oh, not, it's not like a M. Night Shyamalan twist kind of thing happening in it. It's just one of those... He's not good anymore. Apparently. <laughs> I haven't seen his latest okay. one. Okay. Um, But that's... Uh, it's got. You just want people to experience it for the first time themselves? It's. Yeah. Just go in knowing that it's Nacho Vingalundo, who is a certified, certifiable genius, uh, who with Anne Hathaway uh, doing some phenomenal work. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that, that's always. Phenomenal work, and in a, you know, quote unquote silly monster movie, but not really silly, quite yeah. amazing and hilarious. Bizarre. bizarre um, and Jason Sudeikis wow will blow you away oh wow that's
0: good it's an
1: amazing turn from him
0: I mean go- going in cold is, is what you want I, I I, that just made me think of the Handmaid, and I was I, book, I booked all my tickets for Film Fest and I didn't even I don't I didn't know what the hand was about at all like I was just like oh chamber I just bought the, just like, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly I was like oh chamber yeah sure and yeah. then I was going to see it the next day and I was like actually I don't actually know the most basic of what this film is I've seen a picture I'm like that's a nice picture i wonder what this film is about <laughs> it's got some people in it good <laughs> yeah, okay yeah, yeah. sometimes sometimes it's bad There was a, a really good example of that is um a bollywood film that i saw um uh, a while back called um um uh, shanti om starring shadow khan it's this great huge blockbuster in india uh massive hit very funny um very sort of um postmodern in the fact that it's about bollywood stars and it's kind of sort of like singing in the rain in that, in that respect but serious and has flashbacks to the past and someone is wronged and all of stuff but then like um, wow. Farhan Khan Farhan Khan who was the director I was just like oh yeah I'll just see her next film and it was just <laughs> terrible oh dear just really I mean hilarious and I, I tweeted about it um, it's called it's called Happy New Year it does have a hilarious fight sequence that involves fart sounds which is amazing but just not a good film so so Oftentimes, I'm more like, yeah, yeah, if you love a filmmaker, just go see whatever they make. But it, it's not always a rule that not you can <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't
1: always work, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> no, not always. Was that, was that your five?
1: Uh, I don't know if that's been five or not. Sorry. Do you uh, have anything else you want to talk about? Well, I just wanted to briefly mention um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Amazing. You've
0: never seen before, right? Yeah,
1: so I hadn't seen it before 2016, uh, last year now. Uh, and then watched it. Just It was on Netflix, so decided I'd actually sit down and watch it. And then when I went to Austin for Fantastic Fest, it happened to be playing at oh, one of the cinemas um, before my time at Fantastic Fest started. So I was like, well, I'll definitely go and see that. And it's phenomenal and amazing on a big screen. So if you've only seen it on a TV screen or, God forbid, a computer screen, I, if if you can get to a cinema to see it, it is... Something else. Yeah,
0: we mean, I've seen it. I'm we, going to it my wife and and in it, and the cinema. It's amazing. It's amazing. And,
1: and interesting to sort of then watch that and then a couple of days later watch Arrival, mm. which has very similar. similar communicating with alien beings uh, stuff going on. But very different way. No one with a very th- different French way. accent, though. No, no <laughs> one with a... No. No, I was just thinking Jeremy Renner doesn't do a French accent in that, uh, <laughs> no. which is probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's 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 my away, quick so roundup of films. Yeah, <laughs> I've got more I can talk about, but I've blabbed on
0: enough. Did you not see *Hail Caesar*?
1: No, uh, *Hail Caesar* came out in New Zealand just after we left, oh, yeah. and it never. came came out in the
0: Caymans. That was on my list. I mean, I, I, think, it, I think... Which cause is a
1: shame because I'm a massive Coen Brothers fan. Yeah, I think of it
0: as a minor Coen Brothers, but that doesn't mean much. It's just, it's really good. You know, well, it's that's expert, the thing. It's like know?
1: saying the BFG <laughs> is minor spear words, yeah, 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 yeah. It's still better than a lot of... Yeah, what yeah, has yeah. been put out by anyone else.
0: It's filled with scenes where that kind of kind of go nowhere a little bit, but I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> they just sort of fucking... You, sort of a little bit. Like, kind of, Like I said, they're oh, watching, I like, love oh. that kind of Coen Is Brothers this hilarious. Movie most, I'm like, maybe. wait a minute. Does this mean something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite! <laughs> <laughs> or does it just not mean anything? But that, that, was, that was great. I mean, okay, so... Um, we talked about Handmaiden. I mean, Handmaiden, I think, would also be at the top of the list because of, we didn't talk about this, but the tone mixing. I mean, you sort of mentioned oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, just the fact that, like, you can, like, if you've never seen a Korean film, you might think, if you saw those scenes in isolation, you wouldn't necessarily think they were from the same movie, but they're, they're interwoven so It's completely l- and utterly so well. so
1: deftly and expertly done. Because there's a moment
0: where you think, oh, God, that's horrific and weirdly gross and disturbing and sexual and odd. Oh, and then, oh, this is a funny thing. Can I laugh now? Yeah. This is this all right? <laughs> There's quite a bit of, <laughs> am I supposed to be laughing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's just Chanwick Park ever since joint security area. Like, he's just a genius in that. But Korean cinema in general, like I did a unit on Korean cinema at uni, and they do that a lot more so than Western cinema. Mm. Weird it's been tones, a, so. a
1: pretty good year for Korean cinema. There was a bunch more at Fantastic Festivals. Was there? Which, yeah,
0: Age of Shadows. That that the the zombie one on the train?
1: Ah, oh, which I haven't get uh, got to see unfortunately because I don't
0: think it's come out here. It came out. Uh, did Just it? It's coming I can't uh, remember what it's called. Train to Basan or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that that was. I mean, you talked about it briefly, so that's enough of that. Um, I wanted to talk about Mahana. This is a Oh, Lee Tamahori's new film. So Lee Tamahori, we spoke about in season one and season two. Uh
1: yeah, we took it to the limit. Oh vertical. No, no that was not, not him Why did I think that was Lita Mahori? It was incorrect. We, Lee
0: no, we should know. It's our own podcast. Uh, he was definitely Tell us the... <laughs> Well we comments. talked about in our own podcast, please. He um he I mean he did once a Warriors, so this is this is his return to New Zealand cinema and uh I was very, very, very affected by it, to be honest. Uh, more so than Wilder People, which I saw on the same day. We, did, we had a double bill. Wilder People was great. Wilder People is, of People is um, New Zealand's first post-modern film, which I was very excited about. It, it's a film that comments on not only other New Zealand film, other New Zealand cinema, uh, which an international audience probably wouldn't get, or definitely wouldn't get, like, you know, Smash mm. Palace, as I mentioned, Goodbye Port Pires reference, all that sort of thing. New Zealand, the great scenes of New Zealand cinema are referenced within the film. But not only that, also New Zealand pop culture, like the flake ad.
1: Yeah, and burger rings, and which was great. So it was very weird for me watching Hunt for the Builder people in a cinema in New York um, with Taika Waititi talking about burger rings, and there's the flake, and my girlfriend and I were cracking up, the flake, and everything. No one was else like, in the Taika cinema there? was. But no, because Taika right. is a character in the film. Oh, sorry, yes, you're right. Yeah. He's yeah, the priest.
0: He's the priest, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so, that, so that was like. You know, and it's also very heartfelt and funny, and yes. so so I had all that going for it. But Mahana, I guess, reached me on a more personal level because Mahana is about a family tradition and a patriarchy and um, um, being beholden to that tradition and trying not to, trying to uphold those traditions at the same time as trying to forge a new path. And it's not like I have anything that serious within my own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, career or what but um but you know I, I come from a very traditional sort of indian family and background right and doing this artistic thing so that's sort of really um
1: more yeah as a uh, yeah like you said more personal affecting yeah, yeah yeah
0: and and there's there's a couple of beautiful shots there's a shot in there that's like um the time we talked about how he didn't he didn't want to do another rape scene after once a warriors so there's a scene that that is a rape sequence but it's shown by this long amazing uh tracking shot around a house and it comes in through the top window after the after the event has happened. It's beautiful and reflecting and amazing. So some seriously good work there. So Mahana was was uh, you did your your favorite New Zealand film that would be on the top of my list, which right. goes against everyone in the world who agrees <laughs> that Wilder People is the best New Zealand film ever made. Um. But also Wilder
1: People got more of a release overseas. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the two New Zealand films. Well, it's uh, Wilder
0: People and Tickled. Oh, yeah, Tickled was great, which has uh, done amazing. Which I also managed to not see. It's on my that's on my list. That's 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 like on my in my top ten, which which you know, people uh, people listening to this probably seem tickled. That was an amazing documentary by um uh David Farrier. David Farrier about the crazy weird world of tickling
1: Yeah, uh, um, I, I am quite looking forward to seeing it because <laughs> I came to the story, I think, from first reading uh David Farrier's articles on T V yeah. three TV3 News or News Um, Hub or whatever the hell it was when he did it. story. He wrote a couple of articles up for it. And then there's another podcast I listen to called The Dollop. And they did an episode. It was one of their very, very first episodes. May have even been the first, the second. Um, And they have talked about it. Oh, right, right, right. That's before the film was made. Oh, yeah. A year or two before the film was even going into production or anything like that. So uh, they talked about it. And I think... Um, they've even done a commentary for the DVD. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if they've done it for a New Zealand release or just for an American release, but uh, so that's an interesting
0: addition to this already weird story. That, so that's that's I mean Been a pretty freaking good year For New Zealand cinema Just yeah. gen- generally speaking We yeah. also had a documentary About Richie McCaw Our great rugby player Oh yes, yes. Which... Oh actually um, Very quickly
1: There was the uh, Other New Zealand uh, Sort of documentary I saw at Fantastic Fest Which was um, Belief The possession of Janet Moses um, Which Amazing. was Phenomenal Yeah uh, But didn't quite
0: make my list I mean to... David Stubbs And the team at KHF Media Who I have worked for Hey if you listen to This podcast shout outs to you guys um, uh, did an amazing job I mean that that is a story about uh, supposed there's a lot going on Position of a Maori woman in Wainui Mata here in Wellington and the, uh, the and
1: her, her family sort of uh was like a uh, what do you call it a mob
0: the mentality not mi-
1: mo- not a mob mentality but uh, a group
0: of people groups just, like yeah yeah and what they, they, you know they're that they are, the, whatever came about that and the investigation and all that stuff um, beautifully filmed just beautifully filmed and very yep. affecting and when I saw it in a cinema uh, we had people crying all over yep. <laughs> uh, the damn show yeah was last, next? the last one that I want to talk about I mean, we, we we're kind of we were kind of wrapping up I think we've talked about most of the films I want to talk about already which is cool uh, was uh, Dungal which is a movie you didn't see <laughs> and absolutely no chance of seeing no well it's, it's still playing as we we record right now well I can go see right so I good Okay. you should go leave now go okay bye Um, uh, which was a Bollywood uh, (laughs) and he's gone Uh, which was a a Bollywood film uh, starring Amir Khan who uh, people may know from his 2001 film Lagan which I think was the best uh, foreign language picture whatever from 2001 at the Oscars that was like a massive hit um, all around the world do you ever see Lagan? No, you never saw the game? I'm not here. I've already left to go and see this new film. <laughs> yes, you never saw the we, the what game. are you doing? Um, so that was that was a massive uh hit back in the day and so this is kinda of like a follow up. I, I don't see enough Bollywood films, but sometimes they come to foreign cinemas. Like this is this is one that came to New Zealand, which is cool. So There's I'm a bit there's it. been a bit more um just from my
1: brief memories from you know, three years ago now, but more Indian cinema playing yeah. in New
0: Zealand yeah, yeah yeah and all around the world they do they do they do sort of get into foreign territories more and more now which is nice but mainly just the big ones just the really big ones like and this was this one um was a uh, was open boxing day or something um all around the world and i think is is slowly be going on to become the biggest hit of the year of two thousand sixteen even though it's only been open For a short time sure. but it's about a um it's a it's based on a true life story of um uh, an Indian wrestler who uh amateur wrestler but they ended up um, winning titles at the national level but then gave up his dreams to I think become some sort of an accountant or desk job back in the 80s and 90s and then uh, is hoping very much to have uh, um, some sons with his wife in order to train them up to win gold for, he has this, he has this ambition of, wearing, of winning gold for his country, he wants to win gold for, New, for India uh, but he never has any sons he ends up having four daughters and then the most amazing scene in the film finds out that two guys have been beaten up in his neighbourhood and he's like he's been called to this meeting and uh they're like your daughters are responsible for these guys getting beaten up (laughs) this amazing sort of sequence where he's watching he's looking at these the bruises over these two young boys who have made fun of his daughters and they're all battered and bruised and it's like they're really injured and the music starts crescendoing and he's like really excited about the fact that his children have clearly got the gene for wrestling like the the line of the film is that there's they have the blood the wrestling is in their blood Good God! And he gets very excited about it, and it's and it's the true love story because these these two women ended up winning um gold and silver at the two thousand ten Commonwealth Games, and it's like uh, Variety described it as like the score being making um the score for Rocky feel like it's for Pipsqueaks. It's a very rousing India. Indian cinema is just all about rousing, rousing big scores emotions. and big emotions. And Amir Khan goes through this amazing transformation. Uh, if anyone remembers Lagan he's quite a skinny sort of little guy, but in Dungal, he's huge! He's got the biggest arms I've ever seen. He just bulks up for scenes in the past where he's wrestler, and then when he's old man, old man, um, wrestler man, look, training his children, he's like a big pot but still big, and grey-haired, big moustache. It falls apart slightly in the third act, uh, which I was disappointed by. Me and my wife watching it, the we same were like, what's going on here? They've created this weird subplot where the, rest, the his daughters go off to the National Institute of Sport to train up, and the rest the the guy that's teaching them wrestling is at odds with his technique and they end up butting heads and all this sort of weird stuff that just like and he ends up It doesn't like, really matter it, to the rest of the film, it sounds n- like Well no, but it does it, it it matters in the weirdest way. Like his cho- his children are being trained up at the national level to go compete at the Olympics in the Commonwealth Games and he's telling them the exact opposite thing that the coach is telling them to do. So like, these two children in the middle are being told one thing by their dad and one thing by the official coach. And it gets so bad that in the final sequence he the coach locks their dad up in a room so he can't watch the final final wrestling match and ends up being like real jealous of their dad and all this sort of stuff and sitting there going in the cinema going this doesn't seem right this this Coach, if this happened, he's a dick. But if this didn't happen, this coach is really getting the short stick. Like, well, it sounds like the dad was
1: completely interfering in in the
0: training. So, So, and if
1: he wanted gold, he should have gone and got it himself. I would
0: have looked it up. And like, if he
1: wanted a gold medal,
0: (laughs) why didn't he keep going when he was a wrestler? Because there's no money in it. And you know, really being being a good Indian son, he had to go get a job and earn money for his family. Um, but but I looked it up, and the guy that's the guy that was the coach, like, is like threatening to (laughs) sue. It's real annoyed at the outcome of the film, but that's a minor couple. It's rousing and exciting and great, and it made my top ten. And I only just saw it the other day, so good. But right, of the list. Um, I think that's it. Are we that, that's, that's all you want? That's to... two thousand sixteen, and nutshell um my my, my a favorite, very weird nutshell my favorite like um, um pistachio nuts gone wrong my favorite experience that you had um obviously with carlywood which was Bed-blanked. better than yep. anything i think i've ever experienced in cinema but uh something that i didn't realize i would like so much was the grease sing-along which was incredible and i went the grease sing-along <laughs> it was on
1: oh right not the live grease
0: thing. no we it was, like was last year
1: yeah 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 grease sing-along at the uh, at the embassy theater
0: i would if anyone out there has a chance to get to a Grease sing-along do it people dress up and it's all fine but also i had not seen greece in so long uh, john travolta crazy as he is now is a god in greece like he's just yes. all gyrating hips and big hair and is amazing and i mean there was a reason why he was a massive star he's got charisma he's great he's an amazing he's amazing a movie performer. star yeah so that that would be my my best ex- cinema experience of 2016
1: well, good. <laughs> good. I think that's everything. Mainly, there was a couple of other films that came out this year that were also good. Like The Hateful Eight, that came out at the start of the year, I think.
0: Uh, did it? Oh, or I maybe at the end of last year. Last year.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. But I saw it at the start of this year, so ha-
0: whatever. How Highwater High made it to the top of everyone's um, New Zealand critics list. And I would yes. say it's a brilliant film as well. It's
1: fantastic. Chris Pine, uh, what a bloody good year, actually, mm-hmm. uh, for him. Um the BFG, which we kind of very briefly touched on, which I really liked. I'm a big Roald Dahl fan, and I'm a big Spielberg fan, and it, it hit a lot right for me. Um,
0: me too. Ghostbusters, bit,
1: Ghostbusters had some of the best laugh out loud, the funniest day. moments yeah, yeah. Uh, for me. The whole Mike Hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike Hatt's the dog. Uh, <laughs> phenomenal. And I really enjoyed also Eddie the Eagle.
0: Never, a, never saw, also based on a true story, I think like, takes a lot of yeah, liberties. I think that if,
1: if I was doing my favorite feel good movie of the year, there you go, late edition Eddie the Eagle.
0: That's the guy um, from Kingsman,
1: yeah. Uh, Taryn, no, that it's guy, got a funny name. Kingsman yeah. guy, uh, yes, hilarious and very good. So, that was that 2016, bit of a Sorry. rubbish year, worldwide news wise. A lot
0: of people died. Lots of death. A lot of famous people died. I mean, people Lots die of famous every year people anyway. died. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. the famous ones. But also, fa- not only that, but famous people, people that people really liked. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. famous people that are Oh, yeah. Died. Not like, had,
1: not like, like famous people had, had that are something. like, ooh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, good ones like David Bowie. David Bowie and Prince and. Gary uh, Fisher. We, can't, we Fisher. can't list them all. There's too yeah. many.
0: Alan Rickman. There's too many.
1: Leonard, did Leonard Nimoy die this year as well? See,
0: it's, there's so it's many that I've 15. actually forgotten. There's too many. It's been a sad year. Let's hope <sighs> 2017's better for um, 2017. celebrities that we like not dying. Yes. Um, I, I had a pretty good year personally. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. Is you have a good year personally, but everyone else is having a rubbish time. <laughs> and let's hope it's a better year at the movies, blockbuster-wise. Um, let's hope the independent cinema keeps trucking along fantastically. Uh let's hope for another good year for New Zealand film and we'll talk to you all soon with on season three. The Inter the Film season three
0: coming to your ears sometime soon. Sometime soon. Bye. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Rajeev film, R-A-J-E-E-V-F-I-L-M R A J E E V F I L M. Oh yeah, and me also I am on the Twitter currently, until I decide I've
1: actually had enough with it. Is at at Andy James underscore Inc. with a K.
0: <laughs> that might be the last, last words from Andy, isn't yeah. it? I'm sick of. Will you <laughs> film people on Twitter?
1: Sick of it? I'm just sick of people on Twitter. Oh wait, okay. We'll see Bye. how we go with those Batman v Superman comments. Bye.